Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, I'm super excited. We have our first guest from Israel over in the Middle East. Her name is Imbar, and she's from Israel, and she also said that she's blind and that she's been blind from the time she was a child. However, she has an amazing story to tell about how she was able to find God in spite of the fact that her family was not religious. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Envar as she talks about her journey to finding God. Hello, Envar. How are you doing? Hello, I'm great. How are you, Kiana? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Now, we're going to start our interview by me asking you the question I ask every single guest. And that question is, what was your childhood like? My childhood? Um, I heard the, the question correctly, yeah? Yes, my, you my did. Childhood. Yes. Good. Um, so uh, I grew up as a blind a woman, a girl who was blind, a child who was blind in a sighted society. I grew up in a small town in Israel. I am, I was born and raised in Israel. I live in Israel. Um, I grew up in a, in a divorced, a family of divorced parents. I was raised by my mom and I have a, an older sister and uh, I grew up in a regular sort of framework school and friends and activities and hobbies and a dog and you know trips to the countryside with my father and with my mother and uh, I love nature I love the sea I love the connection to the planet and uh, I I, uh, I didn't miss any opportunity to be in nature and okay. so yeah you know studies and then and, uh, and homework and the uh, growing up as a, as a child you know just the blindness is an added um, sort of component or element um, right. yeah that's about it okay so it seemed like your life was pretty good even though you were blind it's like you had fun you did things you experienced a lot of things that all children experience exactly there were challenges but there were fun times you know like every other childhood I think Yes. So when you were younger, was God a part of your life or your routine? Did you guys go to church when you were, do you remember that when you were like really no, young? No, we, we never went to, you know, hardly ever went to synagogue. My mother just showed us the tradition. She took us to synagogue very, very few times on holidays. But from a very young age, I felt connected to God. 
very, very young age. I think five years old or six wow. years old. I was really, I felt there was something there. There was a divine force in my life, a goodness, a benevolence that was always with me. I felt somebody was always with me. And um, I'll tell you, uh, I went to a religious school at the first year of studies because this was the only school in my town in Beersheba. Maybe you heard about it. Yes. It's in the Bible. So <laughs> the, 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 the only school in Beersheba, which was um, equipped with the, uh, all the Braille writers and the books and everything to learn Braille was at a religious school. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't my background and uh, we have nothing against it. As I said, my mother showed us the tradition so we could choose if we wanted to become religious or not. I, obviously, none of us did. I mean, right. my sister and I didn't and my parents were not religious. And uh, But we had a connection to God. Even my mother has a connection to God. Um, and um, the only thing... That is a good thing that came out of this religious school. Well, I learned Braille. That was great. Yes. <laughs> I learned to read and write in Braille. It was very important for me. But that was the only thing I took from the scholastic side of the school. But from the divine side, I took the songs. The songs were amazing. It was light our hearts with, our, with, with your words. Light our eyes with your words. Um, put love in our hearts. Fill our hearts with love for you and with our love for uh, with your love for us and our love for you and uh, and uh, God is everywhere and I went with this I stayed with these songs they they kept on in my heart and uh, I knew that God was with me all the time and he was everywhere and and um, you know um, it 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 was like God is your friend. All the songs was God is a friend of our soul. We have a song in Hebrew that's called "Friend of My Soul," uh -huh. and uh, it talks about God and He's a friend of my soul. Ever since, you know, friend of my heart and my soul. That and, is awesome. Uh, yeah, and when I read, I read a book when I was nine, I think uh, Jane Eyre. I don't know if you read it. No, I and, don't think uh, yeah. It's a great book, and one of the characters there says. God is my friend and it's it's stuck with me and I'm like wow God is my father but he can be my friend too so it's lovely I mean uh, that's that's the connection of benevolence and 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 love and and to and togetherness closeness he held he holds my hand and he's held my hand since I remember the connection with God since I was very very young and amazing. he supports me and he he gives his love and shows it in so many ways uh, it's amazing i've had some stories of divine intervention if you want to hear it later but really uh ask your questions because i can talk and talk and talk about it <laughs> okay no i love where you're going because i found it interesting so you went to a religious school and i love the fact that you say you didn't really pick up on all the religious stuff but the thing that really stuck with you we're like the songs and how God is your friend and how he's with you. So all the other rules and regulations, you're like, okay, you know, that didn't stick with you. But the fact that you knew that God was your father and he could be your friend, I find that to be absolutely amazing that that's what you got when you were such a young child. Yes. And there was, there was a, um, like a Bible study lesson at school. And it says, I was also something like eight or nine years old. I was very young. And it said something like, God is vengeful and, and wrath, 
hateful and, and jealous. And I'm like, no, God is good. God is kind. God is full of mercy and, and grace and compassion. How can you be vengeful? And, and how can you, you know? So I never, I never got the side of, uh, I never felt the side. And I don't think it's there. Disclaimer, this is my opinion. And everybody has a unique experience with God and a unique relationship with him. So yeah, um, but I never, I never feared. I never thought he was vengeful, or is vengeful, or 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 angry. This this is a fear-based kind of um, doctrine, right. sort of religious uh, driven, religion driven. I agree with that because I've always said that. Okay, so I've heard the same stories. I went to like church school all my life, so. I pretty much heard all these stories until like 12th grade because that's when I stopped going to church school. And it is true because you'll hear about how God is vengeful and how he's jealous and all of these things. But it's like, once you think about the things that he did and how he's helped people and how loving and kind he is, it's just like, okay. And I agree with you 100% when you're just like, when you say that um, it's all religions driven, fear-based, because I think that's what it is. It's like, if you can scare people- do certain things like you know if you don't do this god's gonna get you then you know you have them for life but that's just how that works out so i i agree with you 100 about the fear he never, said, he never said fear me never right. ever never has it been written thou shalt fear me or something like that so i don't think he he, he he's such a huge huge being a huge divinity of love and and compassion how why would he need you to fear him all right yeah so that's my 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 take on this i love that so as you got older into your adolescence tell me a little bit more how did god um fit into your life during that time my goodness um he he helped he really helped i went through a hard time being um sort of rejected by my peers because right. I'm blind and uh, because I'm different and because I also think differently I don't I don't conform to a lot of um um also not a lot of rules but not a lot of uh, don't get me wrong I don't break laws yeah no but, I understand what you're saying yeah rules and regulations if I thought they were logical I followed them <laughs> but also <laughs> you know um, I didn't think like all the other kids thought. I didn't go with fashion or with popular stuff. I still don't, you know. Right. I'm very much my my own woman, and I uh, uh, I love esoteric things, and I'm very spiritual, and I'm into a lot of things that other people are not into. So, um, and um, it's it's um, it was like he he was always there and always helped and. Whenever I was alone and I was lonely or cried or something, I felt like he was there and hugging me or, or being yeah. there and standing in front of me and just, it's okay. You right. know, it's like this huge force of benevolence and love that sort of wrapped itself around me and still does uh, to this day. And uh, really, it's... Uh, it was like that all the time he was there and um, he helped intervened in different situations when I was in danger or when uh, I was in real 
physical on a way of in way of physical harm or something mm -hmm. he helped he intervened and uh, saved me or helped me save myself so yeah. to speak. well tell me more about this i know you, i noticed earlier you said that god intervened yeah, yeah. And stuff. This, so tell me was, about that it was so strong i it was like obvious that he was there so when i was five i went with my mom to a department store and we had she had a very heavy bag of groceries and stuff and we went on an escalator and um somebody pushed me from the in front somebody pushed me and i tripped and i tripped my mother as well and on an escalator they're moving stairs and moving yeah. and all that and i sort of rolled down the stairs and my mother rolled down the stairs and miraculously or not miraculously but divinely yeah. <laughs> he stopped us from getting hurt i got only very few scratches my mom got a very very mild concussion that didn't require hospitalization and we survived it we wow. could have not survived it yeah and he was there and he was there and another story very very strong intervention was i was riding a horse uh, when i was 16 a teenager mm -hmm. and um the horse in front of her started uh, getting her angry. You know how the males sort of sometimes yeah. get into irritating the females and da 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 da. So the mare that I was driving, uh, that I was riding, started cantering very wildly or loping, if you whatever the term you use. And I sort of I held as if my life depended on it, which it probably did, mm -hmm. and she sort of raised her neck and I felt that my arms were getting around the neck and I was halfway down the flank of the horse but I was on the horse I managed to stay on the horse something wow. something he gave me the strength God gave me the strength to to hold on and I didn't fall and nothing happened wow. nothing happened I just got back on the horse she sort of quieted down because the guides helped me and that's it and uh, I was back on the horse and continuing to ride the lesson so i don't have a so i won't have a trauma from there mm -hmm. but uh yeah he he just was there as if his hand was on me and kept me on the horse and there was another story i was 30 something yeah. and i was where well, i went sailing i love sailing i'm a boater a sailor and um i got on a gangway uh, gangway yeah, gangway to get on a boat a little boat yeah and the boat separated from this little gangway or gangplank and I was hanging on the water over the water at some point, but I held on. I held on to the wood, the planks of this gangway, and I had this strength. I didn't feel an effort until I got on the boat, and I'm sure that he was there, just giving me strength to hold on, not fall, yeah. not hurt myself. And uh, and I got on the boat, and everything was fine. And there was another boat story that I. I sort of fell into the boat but and hit my head, but nothing happened. No concussion or nothing. Yeah. So he was there. He was cushioning it. He cushioned my fall so that I didn't I didn't uh, hurt anything. It was just a little bump on my head, and that's it. And that's it's, been, it's been like that all my life. It's been like no, that. that. These were the main, main stories, but yeah, there were others. Uh, very... Uh, lesser lesser interventions but he he's always there he's always there
That is amazing. And he helped my mother at some point. He saved her from a car accident that could have been fatal. I believe that he intervened as well. Oh, well, tell me that story. Oh, um, she was coming back from a dance uh, in an evening and she stopped at a stop sign and somebody didn't stop at his stop sign and rammed into her, like really rammed into her. And the car was total loss and the the you should have seen the driver's door it was smashed and she came out with a um a head wound that bled it was a gash like kind of a deep one but not fatal again she had a concussion but very mild and she had a kidney very very mild kidney injury and to think to see the car to have seen the car you would never believe somebody survived it and my sister who was there with her uh on the in the front seat also not a scratch on her wow. so he interviewed and sure he did no i know he did and it's amazing because it's like i'm listening to your stories and i and you know i can kind of, i understand where you're coming from because i've had stories like that too i remember when i was i think like five or six or whatever i used to be a daredevil as a child so if someone's like kiana don't do this <laughs> i would do it just because and so I got this brilliant idea to ride down my grandmother lived in the country and outside she had concrete steps so I had this brilliant idea to take my bike up there and to just drive down these stairs and I did it and I remember yeah I know the bike almost flipped over I felt the bike like flipping over and I was like oh this is it you know I'm really going to get hurt but then I felt the bike just come back up and I came down those stairs like on one wheel and at, at that point, that's kind wow. of why I was like, wow. Cause I knew it wasn't me. I knew I felt something push me back up. So I knew it was God, but then I didn't know how to explain it because I was a kid. But I was like, wow, what just you happened didn't have a name for it, yeah. Yeah. And wow. so, Beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's been lots of things like that. And even recently, like, there was a situation um, that happened. And for some reason that week, you know, it was last week, I felt like something was going to happen. You know how you get this feeling like, Something good is not going to happen. I think something bad is going to happen. But I kept thinking about the verse in the Bible. Yeah, and I just kept thinking about the verse in the Bible that says all things work together for good. And so I was like, I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is. And then, like, later on last week, I found out some news or whatever about the job that I wanted or whatever. But then that door closed. And then another door opened, and I ended up getting, like, a better job in something that I wanted. So I was just amazed this week. I was just like, wow, it's amazing how... Even something that small, guys, like, don't worry about it. I got it. You know, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And so I totally understand where you're coming from, because I've also had experiences like that with God all my life, where he talked to me and he kind of led me and protected me, you know, it was in ways that I knew it had to be nobody else but God, because who else could make this happen? I got your back, he says. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he says, everything is fine. I got your back. And he would hold my hand or he would pat me on the cheek and he would say everything is fine yeah and everything is fine he's like don't worry and I know he talks to me I hear him I hear Mm -hmm. his voice I uh, I know and he shows me stuff in many 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 ways and he he protects my friends and my family and he he's there all the time like when something happens, mm-hmm. uh, I cut my hand really bad, my finger, kind of yeah. badly. 
and I was worried and uh, there was a some kind of uh, we thought it was an infection in the end it was just edema that made it swell and not go down for quite a while for months okay. and I was worried and I was really really worried I was like what on earth is this he says don't worry I'm wrapping you up in love and you'll be all right and everything will be all right every time he says everything it will be all right everything is all right yeah everything is always all right because he's right and he's with us and uh, he supports us in many ways Yes, he does. Now I have a question. I know someone, a guest asked me this a while ago and they asked me, how did I hear God talking to me? And I told them my way was sometimes music. Sometimes I would get a thought or something like that. So could you elaborate on how God talks to you? I'm a channeler and uh, I hear him. Right. I really hear his voice and I hear him talking to me. And uh, he would speak, he speaks mostly in Hebrew, but mm -hmm. sometimes I would answer in English and he would answer me in English as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very funny what he does. Did you know God has a sense of humor? Absolutely. Yeah, he makes me laugh. He's a real stand-up comedian sometimes. <laughs> yes, he is. And it's funny. Yeah, and the thing that I like about this is that I don't think there's like a set way to worship God or to have a relationship with him, you know, because everybody is different. Everyone has different ways of doing things. And I, it's amazing how God connects to each one of us in our own way. You know, like for me, it's yeah. always Every, everything is a unique experience. Yeah. It's a unique experience, a personal, unique experience, relationship with God. Absolutely. Because I know for me, it's music a lot of the time because I love music. And that's the thing that has always yeah. gotten to me since I was a kid, you know, Music has been the thing that has always <laughs> come to me. Yes. And then sometimes reading, sometimes other ways. But it's amazing how I listen to you and then I listen to other people. And God, like one lady, she could see God and feel his presence when she did art. And someone else did it with acting and dancing and, Beautiful. you know, drawing. And it's just amazing how God connects with us all in our own unique way. And so that's why sometimes when it yeah. comes to religion. And some people find him in nature. Yeah, Absolutely. So true. And that's why for me, sometimes when it comes to religion, I'm just like, well, you know, I kind of separate religion from God because I just think that religion is something that tells everybody to do the same thing. It doesn't take into account that people have different experiences, different childhoods, different things that make us react and feel the way that we do. And so it's telling all you know, religion, people one thing. Religion is a human made thing. Yeah. God didn't make religion. God is here. He doesn't need religion. Right, he doesn't right, need right. the connection to be based on religion. It's a human-made thing. Mm -hmm. And it belittles God. It makes him little. Wow. Yeah. It makes him like this old guy in the sky type of thing. And I don't like it. I agree. He's not an old guy in the sky mm -hmm. with a beard. He's so much more than that. He's so bigger than that. He is. So let me ask you, if there's someone out there who's looking for God, what advice would you give them? As I said, connect in the best way that you can. I mean, if if you find whatever feels more divine to you, if nature feels the most divine, music like you connect, books, uh, art, as this woman told you, this lady, um, an animal, or or you know, birds in the sky. Just look at birds in the sky. Wow, it's amazing how they fly and how they migrate. Look at ants, how they are so ordered. This must be divine intervention or intelligence that's yeah. created it. It can't be just 
random. The right. universe is not random. Earth is not random. It's genius. He's a genius because everything is... He's smiling. I can tell you that he's smiling now because everything is interconnected and interdependent and everything is is planned there's nothing random nothing even though things look, look random you'll see you'll see his divine hand everywhere Absolutely. and this these are the the few ways i can think about now to connect but there's so many others there's so many others the more the the i think the ways are as many as people are on earth because as i said it's unique and every experience is unique. Every relationship is unique. You can find him in numbers. Yeah. You can find him in in the sky, in clouds. You can. I, I'm talking about the people who found him this way. Yeah. So yeah. So you can just just fill your heart with love, and you'll fill his love back. They say it's a it's a commandment in our you know, religion, in Jewish religion. I'm not Jewish. I don't define myself as anything. I'm a citizen of the universe or a woman of the universe, but still, in Jewish religion, there's this, um, it's called Shema Yisrael, it's the prayer we say when you go to sleep, and it's a prayer you say when you're in trouble and all that, so Shema Yisrael, which means listen Israel, uh, it says, love thy God with all your heart and soul and being, and I love my God with all my heart and soul and being, and not because it's a commandment, because I feel it natural. It's a natural state for me. And when you do that, when you love, just fill your heart with love, you'll feel the divine inside you and around you. Well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest in the podcast. And I look forward to hearing more from you. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially love how Ambar talks about how she didn't grow up in a religious environment. They just did things every now and then. But she mentioned how she was sent to a Christian school and how while she was at that school, God was able to speak to her through the music and how she's always been able to know that God was there. His presence has always been felt. And I absolutely love it because so many times, especially in this day and age, we get caught up thinking that God can only find you or have a relationship with you if you are in church or if you believe in religion or if you do this or if you do that. And I want to tell you that when we think like that, we are putting God in a box. We're saying God cannot talk to anybody else unless you're doing these things. That is not true. God made the world. He loves us. He knows what we're thinking. It says in the Bible, he knew us before we were even born. That is how intimately God knows us. He, the same relationship he has with me, he can have with someone who doesn't go to church. The same relationship that he has with them, he can have with someone else. Even people who are who consider themselves to be atheists, God still can guide them and talk to them and be with them. So there's nowhere in the world and there's nothing that we have to do, per se, to have God in our lives. All we have to do is love him, trust him, and accept that there is someone greater out there who loves us and know that God is always speaking to us. I know when I was younger, I used to um, always hear how God wouldn't come to your rescue if you were in certain places or doing certain things. And I will always think about all those people in the Bible who God did help and God did save. You know, it's amazing. It says David was a man after God's own heart. But let's think about all the things that David did. And so it's important to realize that our relationship with God is about our heart. It's about knowing him on a one-to-one -one basis, having a relationship with him. It's not about going to church. And I think that 
in this day and age, we kind of have done the same thing with religion. We're kind of like, religion says you have to do this, have to do that. And God is saying, no, you don't. Jesus is saying, I die for everyone. I'm with you. I can talk to you. You can have a relationship with me, whether you go to church or not, whether you do this or whether you do that. It's not about what you do. It's about the relationship with God. Because if you have a relationship with God, then you're going to do things that are kind. You're going to be helpful. You're going to be loving. Why? Because having a relationship with someone is like a friendship. Having a friendship with someone shows that you are close to them. I remember when I was younger, my mom and my grandmother used to always say things like, birds of a feather flock together. So they were telling me the friends that I made and the friends that I hung around and the people that I considered to be my friends were the people I would act like. So if you consider Jesus to be your friend, and if you spend time with him and get to know him and have a relationship with Jesus and have a relationship with God, then you are going to start acting like them because you act like the people that you hang around and the people that you're friends with. So that is why I feel that when it comes to having that relationship, it's more important than religion, more important than going to church, but having that relationship with God will help you become more like him. So remember, if you are feeling discouraged because you missed church or you didn't read your Bible or you didn't do this or that, just remember God wants to have a relationship with you. And instead of focusing on all the things that you're not doing, focus on having a relationship with God and getting to know him for who he is. And you'll be surprised to see how quickly you will be able to do things that are kind and nice because you are spending that quality time with God. Now, our singer, songwriter, and artist of the week is Sandra Lamb. And we are going to be listening to her single, Good To Me. So here is the single, Good To Me, by our artist of the week, Sandra Lamb. Standing of your greatness, I stand in of your grace with my voice. I sing your praises. You have been so good to me. You've been You've been so good 
I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Sandra, Imbar, or myself, All of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. I'm winning, can't tell-